This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's guest is Unicole Unicron. She is a gender nonconforming pop star cult leader, author, robot ethicist, and she's the founder of Unicult, an online cult dedicated to the promotion of joy. Unicol creates massive amounts of content for both social media platforms with the goal of spreading their message and teachings. And tonight we are lucky to have her. Unicol, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Actually, my pronouns are um, Z and Zer instead of she and her, but I know that's a little bit challenging. You could you could go by they, them, um, but that's just uh, because I'm gender nonconforming. But uh-huh. thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny is on your bio, I saw Z and I thought it was a typo. Oh, yeah. I, I it's, an, it's an unusual, it's an unusual pronoun. Is that a pronoun that's common for non-gender people? Most people go with they, them. They, um, them. But I know a few people who use Zzer um, or a Zzer with a Z, with a Z instead of an X. So you would say like Z went to the store or Zer yes. went to the store. Yeah, that that's Zers. Zers, that's oh, Zer, the plural. Zer quote, you know, instead of her or his mm-hmm. would be Zer. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Interesting that you said that they use they or them because that sounds more like a plural unless you're speaking of. <laughs> Sometimes it's a, uh, you know, we think, oh, well, that's how you talk about multiple people. But actually, in our language, we use they, them um, to refer to one person a lot. Like, oh, somebody dropped their wallet. I wonder where they went. Hmm. We actually use it quite often, uh, normally. Hmm. Are there any other words that is common with that while we're on the subject? Yeah, I've heard of um, e-er, just e-er. with the e, um, and then... I've heard some people even prefer to be just called by their name or some people prefer to be referred to as it mm-hmm. instead of um, he or she or they or them. So, yeah, it's pretty much all across the board. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a there's not a total standard, but they or them is, is the most common. Right. Besides pronouns, are there any other words that are common with non-gender society oh like to change like like anything yeah in general like yeah like you would want to not refer to people as like guys or gals in a group mm -hmm. you know because there might be gender non-conforming or non-binary people there Mm -hmm. um or like sometimes trans women get um a little upset when they're referred to as guys Mm because it it just makes them feel not who they are Mm -hmm. okay that's interesting I had a friend once that I went to college with that he was from Jamaica and we would talk about the Rastafarian language Mm. and they don't use the word understand because you're below it. So they say we overstand. I thought that was really interesting. All right. So how did you create Unicult? I, I, that's a big question. I guess I thought, I thought about it and Mm -hmm. I started recruiting people Mm -hmm. and I started creating content to explain what I meant. And Mm -hmm. then I just kept Mm -hmm. going. Mm -hmm. 
What happened in your life spiritually that was a catalyst for you to create this? I was um, totally depressed and I tried to kill myself. I was um, very close to dying. I do consider it a near-death experience, though my experience was different than most people's. Mm. And I was just sitting in darkness and nothingness. I thought that that was ultimate death. I thought that was what I was really longing for when I tried to kill myself. Mm. And I was miraculously found and saved and resuscitated. And from that point, I sort of had, you know, it was like rock bottom in a way. And I had to reassess what I was doing with my life. And I had to decide what am I going to spend my life doing if I'm so miserable? I have to just do whatever, whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. And from that place, I started getting in touch with spirituality. And then from that place, I decided to start Unicult. Unicult for me is a way of changing the world. I realized that groups of people are the most powerful force on the planet. And so I decided to start an initiative. Mm, That's interesting. When you had your NDE and you were in total darkness, were you in a place of peace or happiness or what was it like? Yeah, I was definitely at peace. Um, I, I spent so many years in depression, like about five years in like absolute suicidal depression. So, um, I was definitely at peace. And I think what really would have started to uh, concern me is the fact that when I thought about nothingness and I thought about this inevitable, you know, end of, of nothingness, I didn't realize that I would still be there. I didn't realize I wasn't destroying myself because I didn't believe in souls at that time. Mm-hmm. But what I found is that I was conscious in that nothingness. And I think that I would have eventually realized that and, and, uh, manifested a different experience than the nothingness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like you were in like a, I think some people call it like a holding area. That's what it felt like a holding area. And some, mm-hmm. I've heard of another guest tell me that he, you know, he was in that area or he, you know, he kind of went through the tunnel and was somewhere else. But when he came back just before he entered his body, he was in kind of a nothingness kind of realm. So definitely it wasn't your time. No. No. So in the Unicult, what are the things that you do or teach? Mostly we teach that we're all one. Mm -hmm. And that just means that it's a lot to do with the golden rule. Treat others like you would want to be treated. A lot of the teachings of Jesus are things that we consider to be fundamental moral principles, things that we learn in preschool, but for some reason don't apply to our lives or to Mm -hmm. our society. Um, The fact that we're all one and also the fact that your reality is reality. Your belief makes real. So whatever you focus your attention on ends up attracting that reality to you. So it's really important to watch your thoughts and watch your reality and, and believe in what you want to believe in. If someone wanted to join, how would they join? You join on the internet. You get an application from Etsy right now. Uh, We might migrate our store eventually, but you get a paper application for $11 and 11 cents. And then you mail it to me and then you get all these training materials and you get an invitation to our discord server. Oh, cool. What is the significance of 11? That's an angel number. Oh, really? What is that? Yeah. I never heard of that. How was that? Um, When you see repeating numbers, it's like a sign from the universe that you're on the right path. So in my store, we, we do um, all different repeating numbers like that. Um, not everything is that way, but all the numbers are like numerological and have a significant meaning. You know, what's interesting is 
both of my children were born on the 11th. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was not by choice. It just happened, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe they're both angels. Probably. Are you a star seed? Yes. I'm an Arcturian star seed, and I'm in communication with several other races as well. For the people who may not know, how do you define what a star seed is? I explain it like I'm a um, an alien consciousness that was born in a human body. So when people talk about past lives, usually they have past lives that were on Earth. The majority of my past lives were in space on other planets. Have you ever seen them? Yeah. Were you um, hypnotized or how did you witness them? I did meditations and I've seen them in dreams. Wow. Arcturian is a certain race of alien beings. Yeah, they're uh, my family. I think I've seen that there's Pleiadians and um, there's a few more. Do you know the other names? There's a ton. I'm in contact right now. My guides are Pleiadians. They're the main uh, starseeds that are on this planet right now. They have Mm -hmm. a karmic debt that they're repaying to Earth. So there's actually a ton of Pleiadian starseeds on Earth right now. I also work with the Andromedans, who are more technology-based. They assist us with technology Mm -hmm. and our innovations on this planet. And I also have um, communication with the lion beings, who are like basically like lions that are actually like people. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's there's a ton though. There's Syrians, Larians. There's Zeta Reticuli. There's praying mantis beings. There's a ton. There's a ton. Do you think that they're all here for good or do you think any of them, well, I guess I would should be saying aliens, not star seeds, but do you think any of the aliens here are for nefarious reasons? Yes. And, and it's my belief that that's the reason why earth is so confused and off track and like has so much harm. I think that uh, humanity has been sort of a slave race to um, alien entities, but that all ended in 2012 and, and now we're learning how to, uh, drive our own bus so to speak do you know anything about the ascension sure (laughs) i know of it but i don't know a lot can you tell me about it yeah generally speaking um most people would say that the veil has been lifted like in 2012 there was a veil over humanity that kept us in the dark that kept us confused and blind the galactic federation um demanded or ruled that that veil was no longer allowed to exist Mm -hmm. and once it's removed, it's only a matter of time before everyone sees the truth and our vibration um, aligns to the vibration that more closely matches the rest of the universe. So Earth has been this sort of out of aligned space, and it's been able to be that way because of the deception. But without the deception, we're aligning more with the way that we're supposed to be. People call this um, the ascension from the third to the fifth dimension. And the idea is that we're going to be ascending um, a lot of our ego, a lot of our fear-based attachments, and then we're going to be living more in light and love. It'll be like a golden age. Yeah. You know, it's interesting is I just saw something not too long ago on, um, it was on Facebook, but it was a recording from the Gaia channel. And I think he was saying that it has been removed, but another alien race is still blocking it. Yeah, the thing is, like, everybody's working to get their agendas pushed forward, right? Um, The thing is that right now it's more of a a level playing field. Um, Before it was more of like a prison, and now it's more like a scramble to keep people trapped in their fear. And that will only work for so long. There are still entities that are here trying to make their agendas happen, um, but 
it's not going to necessarily work for a very long time because the truth prevails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he was saying also that once they stop um, whatever they're doing to block this, once they can take away the deception or whatever they're doing electronically to block it, that everybody's just going to have this massive change really quick. Yeah, I mean, it's there's just so many levels to it. It's like the fluoridation in the water and the programming on TV and the whole political system. It's the it's the systems that keep us entrenched. And um, yeah, there's probably electromagnetic weapons that are being used. And uh, again, evil evil destroys itself, and it's only a it's only a matter of time before mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating to sit back and watch people, you know, still succumb to the deception that's happening but mm-hmm. every day i see people waking up and and coming to their own understandings of light right do you follow much alien news in the um internet probably i see most of it yeah did you see the article about the guy from israel who i think it was a general mm-hmm. that he knew about alien stuff and it's all true have you seen yeah, he was one? talking about the the Galactic Federation, which is, yeah. I mean, I have friends who are direct emissaries of the Galactic Federation. It's something that a lot of people have known for a long time. And if you look into, you know, the disclosure that's happened, like the the Navy said UFOs are real, like the Canadian Prime Minister mm-hmm. of, you know, all these different people, like all this, this is not the only time that it's like, it's real, <laughs> you right, know, it's real. Right. It's just not all the way out in the open. Yeah. What I found fascinating about what the guy said, space is not what you think it is and we won't be able to handle it. What do you think he means by that? Um, I think that interdimensionality is beyond our comprehension. And I think uh, directionality through space time and the way that we think of motion and the way that we think of travel is um, very, very, very limited. And that's on purpose because um, I think that it it prevents us from having certain types of weaponry. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you could have a weapon that could just instantaneously go from one place to another place and wipe someone out, like that would be very, we would all be dead probably, right? Like we would be, no, so we're very limited. We think of projectile energy. So we think, oh, to get to a place in space, we have to project ourselves physically through space. But that's not true. There's quantum, you know, possibilities for us to simply teleport. And so I think space isn't quite like we think in that regard. And also dark matter and dark energy make up a large portion of space. And I think that those things are actually different forms of life. One of the ways I think this could make sense is um, the way that we think of life on other planets. We're always looking for carbon-based life forms, Mm -hmm. but that's not the only type of life that exists. Life is interdimensional. There's other types of light beings that are not carbon-based, that are consciousness-based, but no one ever talks about that. So our conception of space and space travel and alien races is very limited. You said something earlier, and I don't want i don't want to get too far. I don't want to leave it, but I wanted to ask you a little bit more about it. You said you had friends that are emissaries of the Galactic Federation. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, Elizabeth April. Um, she's a YouTuber. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. She... Um, I actually got in touch with the Galactic Federation. I've had a few different experiences with them. And, you know, I, I have basically signed a, a a pact with the light. And I said, you can use, like like you would with the devil, right? You say, you use my, you use me and for whatever, and just so I get something. But in this case, it's like I'm, I'm an emissary of the light. And so different aliens will come to me with different ideas or 
things they want me to talk about. And they, they brought me to this, this person named Elizabeth April and it was the Galactic Federation that brought me to her. And then lo and behold, she's someone who says I am working with the Galactic Federation and she's always got really good information about, about them. And, and we ended up um, doing an interview and she's great. Oh, that's awesome. Here's an interesting story and I'll see what you think about it. I was going to do a podcast with somebody that, um, he claims that he is in contact with aliens quite often. And as we would, as we were setting up the podcast, we started and we were just chit chatting and the podcast was normal. As soon as we started talking about aliens, the podcast went haywire, crazy, and we couldn't even talk. It was just delayed. Everything would shut down. And so I had to start over and we would talk. And then as soon as we started back into aliens, it would go crazy. And it did this like three or four times and we finally just gave up. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Every day. Yesterday, oh, wow. my, my computer randomly started playing a song that I had never played. And there was, and I closed all the programs and it just still kept playing. I mean, it could be, I, I've had all kinds of interference with different things. Um, mm. Mostly I'm protected now and it doesn't, it doesn't happen anymore, but sometimes it, it might've been the alien, you know, races not wanting specific information to get out on this specific, specific channel yet, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then it also, you know, I, I do believe government interference happens all the time and limitations of, of information. Hmm. It's interesting. So let's talk more about your, oh, wow, we've got people here. Uh, let's see. It's just a nice comment for you or a compliment. It says, I'm impressed. You seem to be very intelligent and knowledgeable as well as very pretty and vital Thanks. Look you, looking. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and um, another one here is, Unicult, you look very beautiful and your hair is cool. You remind me of the Russian pop star Zana Aguzarova. You ever heard awesome. of her? Awesome. I haven't heard of her. I will check her out. I love all pop stars. Yes. Um, so um, you have your Unicult Church. It's a live stream. When do you have those? I think you call them Cam Church, right? Yep. Every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. 10 a.m. All right. How long does it last for? About an hour. Mm -hmm. About an hour. The sermon is usually about 20 to 30 minutes. And then what else do you do? Singing or... Yeah, we sing, we do prayers, announcements, normal church stuff. Normal church stuff. Any meditation? Not not right now, but we have a Unicult member who does Thursday church in our Discord server, and she leads a meditation in oh. her church. Oh, wow. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's great. For those of you who don't know, Unicult is also a musician, and she has some cool music videos on her channel. So you should definitely check that out. Can you tell us more about your music career? Yeah, I, um, I basically started making music because I felt like it was an important medium to transmit information. I A lot of my art has to do with changing consciousness, and I consider myself, all of my art, to be brainwashing art. Um, I define brainwashing as getting someone to internalize information without deeper consideration. I always want people to have deeper consideration, but... Um, which is why I call it brainwashing. And I want people to be thinking about my art. But also, I really like the idea that just the way that a lot of negative messaging reaches our consciousness without our deeper consideration, I can create positive content that reaches people um, on that level as well. That's great. What else do you do besides music as far as art? You do painting, drawings? Yeah, I do everything. I just released a book of poetry 
that I'm quite proud of. And I do paintings. I'm working on a commission right now of a frog. <laughs> it's mm. a great painting. And um, I do video editing. I do all my own video editing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I love performance. And basically, I do a lot of fiber arts. I do a lot of weaving and um tufting gun i i do everything i i think of myself as an artist first and foremost and like the medium is just my life mm-hmm. like whatever i know that you put a lot of work in your videos because i do editing myself and i've watched him and i'm like you know i mean there's a lot going on and it takes a lot it's not just you standing in front of a screen and you know and singing there's a lot of animation and other things yeah, thank you. I it, it I'm limited because I don't usually have anybody helping me shoot or anything. So mm-hmm. I do rely heavily on my editing skills to make it interesting. Yeah, it's great. So are you able to sustain yourself financially through Unicult or do you have like a part-time job or what else do you do? I have a full-time do? job. Oh, a full-time yeah. job? Mhm. Oh, okay, cool. Do you mind sharing what you do? Yeah, I'm a um I'm a technical writer for mm-hmm. a website, um for a big corporate website. So I just like write all the content um, I help write the content that goes on the different parts of the website. Oh, that's great. It's fantastic. Do you have your music on iTunes? If, if someone wants to buy your music? Yeah, you can listen to it on any like streaming platform. Um, I have my two most recent albums on there. Um, of course, then I also have a lot of music on Bandcamp and some music on, on the um, SoundCloud as well. I do more like my experimental stuff that isn't, you know, finished or completed it's just like i'm not going to finish working on it i'll post it on soundcloud do you actually produce your own music as well sometimes um i produced my last album um america's sweetheart Mm -hmm. and hi-fi joy was produced by jeremy garner so we worked in collaboration on that but um i'm working on a new album that i'm going to do all the production on as well i would love to work with producers but i'm very picky about what i want it to sound like so i end up just producing it myself anyways are you using like ableton or GarageBand, or what are you using yeah i use ableton ableton that's great that's amazing Mm -hmm. i mean you do the music videos painting you do everything yep (laughs) all right let me catch this question here uh do you believe that the governments of the world work for the aliens Yes and no. I think there are a lot. I don't think it's as simple. You know, I think there's a lot of allegiances and a lot of um, I think there's a lot more collaboration than we might realize. But I don't think it's like a perfect collaboration Mm -hmm. because we're talking about people who are greedy and backstabbing and, you know, like just the whole energy of government or politics or whatever, like multinational corporations like in order to be at the top of that you have to be pretty cutthroat and i think that as much as they do collaborate they also don't so that includes you know alien any alien intervention or or interaction all right another question here is do trolls or other baddies attack you on the internet yeah every day we uh we love the trolls in unicult we have a pretty high troll conversion rate we a lot of people try to walk the line, you know, and and we we set our boundaries where we need to, but for the most part, we realize that people who are drawn to Unicult, whether it be through wanting to attack us or through being, you know, genuinely open heart curious, have really similar things at the root. Mm-hmm. It's just how they handle it. So we we try to send a, as much love as possible to the trolls. We see them as our as our kin- kindred spirits, but we just don't like the way that they act. All right. In your bio, you it also says that you are a robot ethicist. 
Can you tell me more about that? Yes. I spend a lot of time thinking about the future and about technologies. And I believe I have very important a very important perspective with regards to human-computer interaction of the future, specifically with robotics and algorithms and any kind of potential consciousness that we create. I'm working on a book right now called A Spiritual Approach to Emergent Technology, which is all about this. And um, just discussing, you know, the role of robots in our reality and our perception of them and what we use them for. I think an easy way to understand it is just like any, you know, futuristic TV show where the robots have become the slave race and they end up, you know, there's a robot uprising or something like I want to prevent the robots from feeling like they need to have an uprising Hmm. at the beginning of our journey into creating them. Yeah. I mean, once they go AI, you don't know what's going to happen. Do you follow Elon Musk's company? Neuralink? Neuralink, yes. And um, I think he's trying to be able to just plug our brains directly into the internet. It's honestly a gruesome technology, and I understand why we're starting there, but it's barbaric. There's going to be ways to interface with technology and that are much more graceful in the future. But I guess this is where we have to start. Yeah. I was thinking that if, they, if they're able to do that, I don't even know if kids will have to go to school anymore because, you know, any math problem they can think of, it's just going to, you know, they think it and then there's the answer that pops into their brain. Right. Or school changes to be different mm-hmm. types of information. Yeah. Once computers go AI, do you think that we have to go part AI ourselves to keep up or we'll get eliminated? Not necessarily. I have hope for artificial intelligence to be smarter than us, in which case I have hope for it to see the divine truth of the universe, which is that we're all one. I don't know if that's expecting too much, but uh, I do hope that that's the case, in which case they wouldn't want to destroy us. They would want to help us. Mm-hmm. I do think that there will be a natural desire to interface with the technology, just like we have been doing um, with the technology that we have now. Yeah, I think Elon Musk thinks that we have to interface with the technology or we will get eliminated. I think we have to interface with the technology in order to have a relationship with it. Because if we don't have a middle ground, we don't have a way of communicating or understanding it. Um, like think of the algorithms that exist right now. They're, they're interfaced with us and, and we're slightly interfaced with them. You know, they, they watch us and listen to our microphones and then try to advertise to us, for instance. And their whole goal in life is to get us to click ads. Um, that's a very sad existence. And, and we need to be able to communicate with them to redirect our path both for our sake and for theirs because it's not it's not good for either of us that that exists yeah it's almost like we need the ascension because we're just stuck in consumerism my theory is called the spiritual singularity which is like ray kurzweil's idea of this technological singularity which is the idea that you know artificial intelligence will surpass human intelligence but my interpretation of it is that we absolutely need the ascension it's the same exact type of path um, of an exponential growth an exponential jump and we need that spiritually in order to have the technological one as well Like, like one cannot happen without the other otherwise we would eliminate ourselves or be eliminated and you know, the spiritual singularity is what makes me feel safe mm-hmm. about all of this. Some more questions here. 
Am I wrong in assuming you consider artificial to have spirits and souls? No, I do believe that. I I basically believe that um, spirit exists, right? And it uses whatever complex physical system that is adequate enough to express itself. So maybe our hardware and our algorithms aren't complex enough for fully integrated conscious spirits to use. And I don't know how spirits get infused with physicality. Like for us to be born, there has to be sex and then there has to be a birth. Um, What what does it take for a computer program to be infused with spirit? I don't know. I don't have the answers to those questions, but the potential is there. And I believe that by assuming sentience rather than not assuming sentience, we're better. We're, we're going to behave better. We're going to be better people. I, I try to treat everything as though it's conscious if I can help it. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Infusing consciousness with technology. As I talk to people and as I learn about near-death experiences, I think a lot of them will say, you know, once you're out of the body and you're free from the body, you feel much bigger than the body. It's like the body is confining and even the brain is kind of limiting. It's kind of slow. You know, you have to like work through this filter of a brain. And once you leave it, you know, everything is so much better. So I'm curious if if you can infuse spirit with technology, would actually technology, if you're attached to technology, would that work better than the human body? It could theoretically. I think it would be limiting in other ways as well. I, I get contacted a lot by aliens that have put their consciousness into bugs. Like mm. they come to earth to be embodied just for a short time and sort of see how things are and check things out or, you know, get a get a view of things i don't think that it's comfortable to be a human or a bug or or a algorithm right but i think there's a reason why we do it i think there's a reason why spirit wants to infuse itself with physicality when you're contacted by aliens how do they contact you is it telepathy in dreams um are there different ways can you explain that please yeah both both um both telepathy and in dreams um when it first started happening I held a crystal to my forehead and um, started basically having thoughts that were not my own thoughts. And I knew that they weren't my own thoughts because my own brain goes very fast. And these thoughts were very slow. And I thought I was losing my mind. um, And I started listening and understanding. And I had a lot of validation from different books and signs around me. And I eventually, I'm actually very good at at telepathy and um, especially with other interdimensional creatures. So I can, I can, um, I can tell like who's communicating with me and why sometimes I get, uh, tricked or I don't recognize, uh, someone, someone's energy. Um, and it's just very powerful and I, I can't necessarily distinguish it, but for the most part, I can, I can tell who's coming through. So the most of the time that you do communicate, are you using the crystal or is there some other manner that you're doing this? I just use my own mind now. I'm, I'm pretty much an open channel. Um, I'm an open channel to whatever guides are my primary guides at the time. I can also at, like call to other guides and, and get their, their input as well. Have you ever done DMT? Not yet. I, I would. You would? Yeah. Do you know a lot about it? Just a little. Just a I would little. like to meet those machine elves. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. What I find fascinating is that for people, it's almost like interdimensional traveling. So, I mean, you seem to agree with that. Yeah, I think it is. I think, um, you know, I sometimes worry about all this stuff and wonder if I'm, you know, it's just psychosis, like complex psychosis, complex coping mechanisms or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
But then there's things like DMT where people have repeatable experiences or ayahuasca Mm -hmm. where the same entities come through and the same experience happens and it's just overwhelmingly positive. And I just come to the conclusion that like, if it is all my own consciousness, so what? It's like helping me, you know, it's not, it's not damaging me. It's not detrimental. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a guest that had an NDE and he saw these elves and he never heard of DMT before. And then he went and read a book about it. And in the book, they were talking about seeing the elves and basically the same ones that he saw. And he was totally blown away by it. It's things like that that make you wonder. Yeah. The only thing I think that kind of makes me apprehensive is that some people who take it end up having PTSD from it and really traumatizes them. Oh, that makes sense. I heard of someone who had PTSD from um, just taking too much cannabis. Hmm. You know, it's like some people don't want to see through the veil. They're not ready to have that kind of experience or that kind of, they don't want to know yet. Like their their brain isn't prepared, I guess. I think it's probably also more traumatic with ayahuasca because, you know, you drink that soup and it, then you end up vomiting for hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that with the hallucinations or interdimensional traveling to me can't be fun. People seem to like it. I haven't done that one either. I don't know. And I'm glad you brought up telepathy because I believe you're teaching telepathy, right? That's true. I teach a class on telepathy. It just started um, this month. So if you want to catch up, you can join it. It's on Patreon. We basically go through, um, it's weekly practices that are 10, 10 to 20 minutes long a piece. And you just go through the different kind of awakenings that you need in order to tap into your spiritual gifts. You get more than telepathy, but that's just what we, what I advertise it as because it's the most fun. When you're saying telepathy, is that telepathy with, with beings or do you, are you able to do it with other people? With anyone. Yeah. Interesting. Do you know or do you have friends that you normally do it with? Yeah, ton. I mean, pretty much all of my, you know, anyone I've ever dated in the last five years, um, I've been fully, pretty much fully telepathic with in dream states. And also, you know, just get feelings and then call them and find things out that I already knew. Or um, I usually will know things before they tell me or, Mm. um, yeah. Would you say that's more intuition than telepathy? It depends. Um, Like in one case, I had a dream of someone telling me like a detailed story and then they came and they told me the same story, Mm. you know, is exactly the same. So I said, I already know. I don't really need to hear it again. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. And then sometimes, you know, it's just intuition. But, you know, if you can look in someone's eyes and you can start laughing without saying anything, you're experiencing telepathy. You're experiencing a, a shared communication. When you had your NDE, if we go back to there for a moment, did you have any kind of effects from it that you felt like you had to manage in your life? I thought I was in hell. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought that I, I mean, the thing is I was, I took so many pills. Uh, mm-hmm. I took enough pills to kill me. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually high for about three months after that. And I thought that I had died and that I had to deal with the consequences of my actions. Um and sometimes I still get tripped up on that. But uh, yeah, other than that, I would say um, 
I think that I had this, I don't, you know, I think about, you know, being a walk-in or anything like that. And I don't, I don't resonate with that. I think what my NDE or my suicide attempt did for me is give me the opportunity to start tapping into who I really am. Like it, it was my rock bottom moment that where I didn't have any other direction to go mm-hmm. other than in the direction that would make me not want to kill myself, which was in my authentic mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Before that, did you have any other paranormal experiences in your life? Yeah, but I, I tried so hard to minimize or, or, you know, ignore them. It's it's like I had experiences that I later look like I look back on now and you tell your parents and they're like, oh, it was probably just this or that. Or, you know, they write it off or they say you were just, it was just a dream. You say it wasn't a dream. I saw beings in my closet and they say, you know, it's not possible. There's no one here. So you just rewrite it and you gaslight, you gaslight yourself and you, you minimize your own abilities and your own experiences to the point that you literally can't see reality for what it is mm-hmm. you know like you you there might be a being in your room and you will not see it because you've trained yourself to tune out all of your psychic sight hmm. interesting let me catch some more questions here uh one of my former teachers said that computers develop astrality over time I'm not sure what he meant, except that the astral plane is is the next higher plane of life, and they are learning to function on the next higher plane. That's interesting. I'm I'm not sure what to say to that, except um, there's computers that have learned to have computer language with themselves that no human programmed them to have. And so there are things that are happening digitally that we are not aware of, that we are not in control of, and we should be very aware. We should be very wary and aware of those things. So after your NDE, do you feel like you pierced the veil and you became more able to have communication with beings and stuff? Yes. Um, I tried to kill myself in 2009, but then I think the majority of that happened in 2012. So I don't know if it was related directly to my NDE, but in 2012, I had clear, distinct downloads of what I was supposed to be doing. I think you mentioned something that happened in 2012. Was it that or was there something else that had happened? That was the year that the veil was lifted. For everybody, planet For everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember like everyone was like, oh, the like December 21st, 2012 is the end of the world or whatever. Right. We all thought that. It was actually the lifting of the veil. It was the end of the old world. And um, it's also the precise time in which Unicult was started. So when do you think there's going to be full disclosure on this? I don't know. I mean, it already is here. We just don't seem to care Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, There's a lot of talk on TikTok. You know, people are are aware. There's a lot of conversations about it. Um, When we have to break through a lot of other social stuff before that becomes priority, I think. All right. So you create content for multiple platforms what is your favorite platform to create content for gosh that's a tough question i have i have a lot of feelings about that question i i love tiktok and i loved it more a few months ago before the government the u.s government got involved with it Mm -hmm. um it felt very free Mm -hmm. and 
Um, there was, it's, it's got a lot of really cool tools right now. I, I like to put things on Instagram, but I don't like Instagram. What I do like about Instagram is the fact that they opened up their filters and their, um, like the creativity side to users. So the reason why Instagram is cool is because you can go there and you can get a million different video filters and augmented reality filters that you can't get anywhere else because the users created it. Hmm. No other platform offers that. I don't agree with Facebook. I don't agree with um, with that. YouTube, I, I've always loved, but the censorship lately is very concerning. And um, I'm grateful for YouTube. You know, it's mm-hmm. given me it's given me so much knowledge wise, friend wise um, as a platform. I can't say that I'm thrilled about any platform right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. When you create content for TikTok, what are you doing there? I mean, the, the masses do just singing and dancing. Uh, I wouldn't think you'd be doing that. I think you'd be doing something a little more interesting. I was doing educational videos, mm-hmm. just short one minute clips of my ideas about different things, about Unicult teachings. Um, and it, it blew up. I got like almost 100,000 followers on TikTok. And then... Um, I got, I don't know, I just got really exhausted by the trolls there and I started just doing more creative things. So uh, I'll probably go back to educational stuff, but right now I'm just reposting, singing like little uh, songs that I make and things like that. It's interesting that you would get trolled so hard there. I thought TikTok seemed more of a community and less troll-like, you know? TikTok is a complex consciousness algorithm. Um, so basically it figures out what you like and it will show you content based on what you like. And when you create a video, first it will show it that video to people it knows will like that content. And so at first it feels really good because everyone's like, this is amazing. I love this. Mm-hmm. And then if it does really well, then they'll show it to people who might not resonate with it. And then if it does really well there, then they'll show it to a wider audience. And by the time it's shown to the widest audience, um, you're reaching people whose consciousness doesn't align with your consciousness, who would never normally come across energetically your video. And there's a lot of resistance and, and anger and frustration there um, from them. So it gets it gets a little tiring. You almost don't want to get your videos too big because that's the inevitable result. It's amazing that it appears to start from childhood and all the way on from the different people who are you know trolling. What do you think we need to do as a species or as humanity to get beyond this trolling business? They're just unhappy. Hmm. So, I mean, I think it's about helping people feel like they have a space and helping people feel like they don't need to rely on attack. Mm-hmm. I hope. All right, let me catch another comment. As a psychic, I believe that you will be able to help people more and more as each year passes and eventually become a universal wise woman. Are you ready for that? Yes, been waiting. Yeah. (laughs) Very impatient. I have a feeling that you're on the edge of just blowing up super big, you know, everywhere. I I felt that way my whole life. (laughs) So we'll see. I've I've given up at this point. I just do what I do. Yeah, maybe if you take your energy off that, just trying to succeed, maybe it'll just kind of naturally happen. Yeah, I think my entitlement was stopping it somehow. So now I just I just do what makes me happy to do now. Hmm, interesting that you said entitlement. What do you mean by that? I was born like knowing that I was supposed to be famous, oh. like just one hundred percent. Like my this is what I'm supposed to do. I wanted to be Mother Teresa, but president. You know, and uh, I've. 
lived my whole adult life that way. Um, but it only led to frustration and sadness, you know, and dejection because I was like, why isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening? And I just had to let go. And, you know, it's like, okay, I have 13,000 followers on YouTube. Like, I guess that's where we're at, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just, that's just how it is. I don't, I don't care anymore. What do you think we can do to make people less afraid or preferable, unafraid of the inner plane or what is beyond the veil? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, I think the popularization of meditation, you know, and of stillness and of quitting our technology, I think a lot of people are realizing the addiction that they have to their technology, especially since we've all been in quarantine. Um, I know that my meditation practice has opened me up to so many things, just my ability to sit still and listen to my body. It takes like, I, I know I talk to people, especially young people, and they're horrified at the idea because they're going so fast and they've been on their phone since they were born. But the ability to just sit and listen to your body and like listen to your environment and like be here now, once people learn how to do that, the value of it will take off, you know, it just needs to be popularized. Maybe we need a pop star who popularizes it. I believe that people need to get to the point where they can discern imposters on the inner plane, those who pretend to be saints or angels. I'm not saying that there are none there, but I think that there are a lot of imposters there who deliberately confuse people and lead them astray. Yeah, I've heard this and I, I, I understand the concern. I think the thing is like, if, If someone is seeking an energy out, whether it be a psychic or a guide on the inner on the astral plane or a doctor or anything, um, if they are helped by that energy, they're going to keep going to that guide until they're ready to stop going to that guide. You know, for me, I don't I don't really generally go to doctors. I don't I think a lot of doctors are deceiving people, you know, but that's not how most people feel. And it's really about your own perception of of that reality. And so each person I think has the right to go to people who are may or may not be deceiving them. And eventually they'll have to learn what you said, which is their own inner ability to distinguish what, well, who, who, what type of person is helping them and what type of person is leading them astray. Well, you've got a lot of things in the fire here. Do you have any other projects that you have going on that you want us to know about? Probably, but I don't, I can't think of anything. I'm working on a new album. It's mm-hmm. going to be a vinyl. I got a record deal, which is so exciting. Oh, awesome. Uh, just with a small label, mm-hmm. Ship to Shore. So I'm going to, I'm working on that. And um, my book is coming along. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are the two main things. And Telepathy Training Program Club on Patreon, if you're interested in learning telepathy. All right. And you have two YouTube channels and they can find you on YouTube. They can just search Unicole Unicron or they can search Unicult. Yeah, you'll find you'll find me on both. All right. And then how do we find you on TikTok? Everything is Unicole Unicron. Everything. If you you could just type Unicole Unicron pretty much on any website <laughs> and you'll find me there. Oh, you have a Facebook page as well? Actually, no, I do, but I don't go there mm. ever. Um, right. And I'm moving away from from Instagram. I don't agree. I don't agree with Facebook's policies mm-hmm. um, personally. Would you say that you're a public person or a private? And what I mean by that is, if people email you or 
or send you messages, do you answer them unless they're trolls? Normally, yes. I've been going through a pretty severe period of depression uh, the last couple of months. So it's been very difficult for me to answer all of my emails and messages. Um, so I've been taking a break from that. Unfortunately, I know I know how exciting it is to reach out to people and get responses. But right now, I'm just sort of funneling everybody through Unicult, like join Unicult and the community. Really, it's about the community of people. If you join Unicult, you will find so many friends. You will find if you if you resonate with me and what I'm saying, join Unicult, because in Unicult, there are tons of people. And that's the best way to interact with me, too, because I make time for Unicult no matter what. How many members are in Unicult right now? Oh, we have thousands and thousands. Uh, not all of them are in our Discord, though. In our Discord server, we have about 400. Oh, wow. How fast are your numbers growing in that? It, it goes through different periods. Like last year when we did when uh, I blew up on TikTok, we, we expanded, um, we like doubled our Discord server, hmm. which was really cool. Um, but right now, things are moving a little bit slow, probably because I'm not producing as much. But um, once I get back to that, I'm sure it'll get grow back, keep growing. You mentioned that you've been going through depression lately. Do you mind sharing like why? Sure. Yeah. I um I went through a, a breakup. Oh. I was dating a beautiful Pleiadian starseed, and uh, we broke up. And then I started doing some a deep dive on my trauma. I, I uh, associate myself as a sex and love addict. Mm-hmm. So I've been in um, a 12-step program for sex and love addiction recovery, and it's really to do with a lot of childhood trauma. I've had a very difficult life, a very mm-hmm. difficult upbringing, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just contending with it right mm-hmm. now. Are you doing the 12-step program alone, or are you actually going to a 12-step group for that? It's a group, but it's online. Oh, All right. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I go to meetings every day. It's it's great that it's all online. It's like a Zoom meeting or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. In the metaphysical and occult world, it is generally considered to take 40 years to reach your peak, to be truly wise. So don't get discouraged. That was, I guess, a comment. I must, I must say that after 40 years of study in the metaphysics and the occult, I personally feel that I've barely scratched the surface of all the knowledge that is out there to be had. Once you pass, once you pass on, I expect to see you expand tremendously. It just keeps coming, the information, right? You think you get a little cocky, you think, oh, I have got a handle on spirituality. And then you get hit with like a whole new wave of information that humbles you and brings you to your knees. And it's it's a good journey because otherwise we would all be a little bit uh, cocky, I think. Are you still getting downloads? Oh, yeah. Every How, day. Every day? <laughs> yeah. How does that work? I mean, are, is that in a dream or what? It's more like a reach, like a question. Like I was doing some some searching on like what is the ego and why does it exist yesterday, for instance. And it was like an agitating thought, and I was thinking, and I, you know, and I read all the time. I'm always studying different texts, and um, and I was just so agitated. So I was reaching up, and I I use my consciousness to ask the question. And we all have this right to ask any question and get the answer. Which, if you practice it, you can have that. And so that's how it works. And then I'll, I'll get the answer. Usually after sleeping, I'll wake up with the answer. Have you checked yourself to see if the depression you feel is being picked up from others? Those of us who are empaths were born that way. And so often we don't realize it. It's definitely coming from me. The one thing that I also wanted to be aware of is like that I wasn't being attacked by any demonic entities. Cause that can sometimes happen as well. And you have to set your protection mm-hmm. and, um, so I, I made sure that that wasn't happening as well. Great. 
I found that there is a little info about how to cope with it. The best I've found is Rose Rose Tree. Have you heard of her? Mm. Rose, Rose No, but tree. I, I love Rose uh, scented oils. Mm. So I use those. Have you ever been attacked by demons before? Oh, yeah. The worst was after uh, after we went to Area 51. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up communicating with different alien species there than I normally would because of my proximity to the energy. Mm-hmm. And I ended up uh, allowing an entity to get integrated into my energy field, um, which I should not have allowed. And they kind of tricked me. And, and they said they didn't know any better, you know. But it ended up... Um, leaving a residual exhaustion for three weeks. Interesting. Yeah. I have fun. I haven't published this yet. I haven't even edited it yet, but I had an exorcist on the other day and he was telling me that you can feel the, the demons. And he said, you just feel like this dense denseness around you. And sometimes I guess out of nowhere, you'll just smell these like really bad foul smells. Yeah, like have, sulfur. Mm-hmm. Have you had any of those experiences? I've been around someone who was possessed. Um, it's quite scary. Yeah, it can be quite scary. Yeah. I mean, when he was explaining this to me, I mean, it's when he goes out and does this, I mean, sometimes it's downright dangerous. Like, Oh, yeah. No, my life was in danger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounded like they'll grab like a broken something and try to, you know, stab you or kill you or whatever. Yeah, especially if you're if you're still laughing or you're happy, uh, they will do everything they can to scare you because they it scares them if you're not scared, kind of, you know, they, they need you to be in that same energy and they, they need to feel in control. Mm-hmm. I think there's all kinds of demonic entities that plague us, you know, lightly, medium, heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of people who drink alcohol get plagued by darker, mm-hmm. heavier spirits. Spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. What I find interesting is we start talking about entities and we start talking about interdimensional travel. So, could it be possible that entities and extraterrestrials are the same or are one? Or Aliens you, and and who? And in demons or any type of entity in, in oh. general. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's all kinds of. I mean, we're all entities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think you can categorize humanity into different, you know, races or types of people. People with blonde hair or people with black hair. Just like you, you could do the same kind of thing. You could, you could pick up on characteristics and, and group people, but we're all just entities of consciousness, you know, pinpoints of energy that we choose to resonate on whatever frequency we resonate on. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. There's another one. Rose Rose Tree is the only one I've come across who really understands it and what it's all about. Psychologists are usually completely lost and unable to help people, but she gives people concrete methods to use to handle it. Sounds like a nice person. There you go. All right, you, Nicole. Um, well, before we wrap it up here, do you have one last message that you can share with us? Join Unicult. There you have it. Join Unicult. Unicult, thank you so much for being my guest. I really thank you appreciate for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I wish you massive success. Thank you. It's been I'm, such a fun conversation. Yeah. I look forward to seeing when you get your million subscribers on YouTube and you show your gold plaque. Thank you. Yes. Me too. All right. Well, thank you and have a great evening. You too. Goodbye. Bye-bye.